0: Hello and welcome to Becoming Your Own Best Friend, a show about self-esteem with your host, Randy Havison. In this show, we're going to be talking about self-esteem, what it is, how to build it, and how to get rid of the obstacles that get in the way of our success. So join me now as we explore Becoming Your Own Best Friend. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about something that someone asked me one time. They said, can self-esteem be changed? And the answer is, Absolutely. In fact, it changes all the time. It's kind of like the tide. It comes in, it goes out. But one of the things that I like to say and one of the reasons for this and for everything that I do is for you to be more conscious of your level of self-esteem and pretty much take control over whether your self-esteem grows or whether your ego grows. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, I'll kind of go through a little introduction here that my theory is that while our society tells us that ego and self-esteem are the same thing, that we're defined by the label on our shirt, the number on a scale, the kind of car we drive, the zip code we live in, you know, I, I believe that our society has sold us a lie, that those things are not who we are. That's just what we have. That who you are on the inside has nothing to do with the number on a scale. It has nothing to do with your zip code. So, you know, I know a lot of people who live in, you know, Beverly Hills and Century City and Brentwood and really nice neighborhoods in California and they're miserable and they're depressed. And I know people who live in, in, lower middle-class families, and they're very, very happy. So there's a disconnect there with what Madison Avenue and what our society is, is telling us it is. So my theory is that self-esteem and ego are not combined. They're actually on opposite ends of a continuum. And that when we reinforce our ego, we deny our self-esteem. When we build our self-esteem, we deny our ego. You know, I use the example a lot that I used to present programs at conferences and I get the evaluations back. And let's say there were a 100 people in the room and I get 80 people say, oh my God, this was great. I got so much out of it. And I'd get 15 people that would say, eh, it was okay, I've heard it before. And five people would say, oh my God, that program sucked. It was a total waste of my time. Well, back in the olden days, before I developed this program and really got a grasp on what this was about, I would fixate on those five people. Oh, my God, they didn't like my program. Oh, they thought it was a waste of time. Oh, my God, that's so horrible. But that was just my ego getting in the way because I felt like I had to please everybody. And I realize now it's not my job to please anybody, that I need to focus, not need to, I want to focus on the 80 people that got something out of this. You know, if it's the other way around, if 80 people are saying this is a waste of time and only five are saying this was really great, then maybe it's time to make some changes. But if 80 people are really enjoying it, I'm okay with that. And, and the way I look at it when I do programs, there are real subtle things that can come in that people aren't going to consciously grasp until they really get into this work. So my whole goal for this is to help you shift down that continuum closer to a higher sense of self-esteem and letting go of that ego, which does you no good whatsoever. So that's what this whole thing is about. So can self-esteem be changed? Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose here is for you to get to a point where you're more conscious of, wow, I'm really acting in an ego kind of a way today. And that's okay, you know, because self-esteem isn't perfect. You know, that's another thing. Ego says we have to be perfect. We have to be in control all the time. And, and self-esteem says, I'm just going to do the best I can being me today. And that's the whole goal. And let me tell you the beauty of what happens when you start to raise your self-esteem. Because we know that, you know, life takes turns and, and sometimes life can be really great. And sometimes life can throw obstacles at us and hurdles at us. And, and it can be really difficult to get through some very difficult times. You know, right now I know some people that are really struggling hard and, and I want to tell them, Oh, it's, it's hard to watch people struggle like that. But what I want to tell them is when you're strong with who you are, and your self-esteem is raised, life can throw whatever it throws at you, and it doesn't hurt as bad. Actually, it can still hurt, but it doesn't shake you as much. Because while ego can be very fragile, and things can impact your ego very, very easily, when you're solid in your self-esteem, you know, life can throw its, its stuff at you, and and it doesn't rock you as much. You know, it's kind of like the house in the, in the hurricane. If it's just built out of twigs, if it's real fragile, it's going to blow over pretty easily. But if it's solid and it's built out of cinder block, then it's going to be able to endure the winds that are coming at it. So self-esteem is the same way. You know, I've, to just be totally transparent, the past couple months have been rough here. Um, there's been a lot going on in my life and it's interesting that while I watch people around me struggle and I feel their pain and I hurt for them and situations happen, it's difficult and but, but my goal is to support others and to be the best that I can be. And I remember I was talking to my mom one day and she's like, oh, how's this person? I'm like, oh, they're kind of struggling, having a rough time. How's that going? Yeah, it's pretty rough. Well, how are you doing? Actually, I'm doing really well. And I know she was like, wait, how can you be doing really well when all this stuff is going on around you? And it did shake me a little bit, but it didn't rock me. And and that's the whole goal here to be solid with who you are. You know, I remember, I'll just talk about this too. You know, I've I've said this in my programs before, you know, back in May of 1984, you know, things were so bad and my ego was so out of control. And I felt like such a failure to everybody around me that I was sitting on the edge of my bed with a knife in my hand debating which wrist to slice open first and I was ready to die. I had the entire plan marked out. I was going to sit in the bathtub so I don't make a mess for anyone to have to clean up. Leave a note on my door that says, don't come in, just call 911. I knew that you cut down and not across. I mean, I had the whole plan there ready to go. So I know what it's like to be at the lowest of low in that situation. And what stopped me was I had the thought, well, can I cut one and cut the other? I don't know. Maybe I'll slice open my throat instead. And I looked into the mirror to see where to start, and I made eye contact. And I didn't even recognize the person who was looking back at me. It's like, who are you? What are you doing? And all of a sudden, all that desperation and all that fear went away. And it was, (laughs) no, actually the fear stayed. I was scared to death. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how I got to that place, but I knew at that moment I needed help. And I reached out for help and I called a hotline. And the person who answered the phone that night, I actually believe she saved my life. So I know what it's like to be at the lowest of the low and I work my way back and I realize this difference between ego and self-esteem and I started building who I was and I stopped doing drugs and I stopped drinking and I stopped treating people like crap and I started treating myself better and I realized that respect isn't something we get from others first. Respect is something we have for ourselves. Then we get to get it and give it to others. So I learned so much and I read really good books. And if you want a list of the books that I read and movies that I saw that really inspired me, I put them on my website, randyspeaks.com, and I put it under resources. So those are the books that helped me to get where I am today. So, you know, I've been expelled from college twice. I got fired from a job delivering pizza. I have been as low as low can get. And I worked hard and it wasn't easy. And my hope here is that by giving you some tools that you can use, it might cut down on your learning curve going from really dark places into some place that would have more light. And today, my life is filled with light. I'm so happy with pretty much every aspect of my life. You know, when I finish this right here, um, I get to go have lunch and change clothes and go to my part-time Disney job. And it just makes me so happy to be there that I get to work for the Walt Disney Company. And I do uh, some really fun stuff. And maybe I'll talk about that in a future episode. Yeah, I'm going to do that in a future episode and talk more about that. But, you know, today I got to score tickets to one of my favorite bands, And I have a friend here in town. We're going to go together and it's just going to be an amazing time. And I played with the dog for a little while. I checked my email. I did some work. And now I'm doing this. Then I get to have lunch. Then I get to go to my Disney job. Then I get to come home and spend the evening with my family. How awesome is that? So from where I came from and where I am now, life is amazing. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But... It's possible to make it better. And when you're solid with who you are, when you exercise and nourish the four parts of self, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, when you do that on a regular basis, you get stronger. And the easiest way that I that I use to, um, to use this as an example, when we exercise our physical self, and it doesn't matter if you go to the gym, it doesn't matter if you walk, if you run, if you do nine round, love my nine round, No matter what you do, if you do it on a regular basis, you will get stronger. It just happens. So it's the same thing with the other parts of self, with the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. When we exercise these on a regular basis, we will become stronger. So that's the whole point of this, to help you to be as strong as you can be. So life can be difficult. Life can be really, really, really hard but you can walk through it. There's nothing that's happening today that a year from now could be as devastating as it feels right now. Do you remember back in your life, maybe a year or two or five years ago, there was something going on and you felt, oh my God, how am I ever gonna get over this? Yeah, well, where are you now? You got over it. So whatever you're dealing with today, you're gonna get over that too. And you know what, I just had a thought. It was It's something that I talk about in my program sometimes. Um So years ago, I was moving and I was clearing out all my stuff and and I'm kind of a pack rat and I have horrible ADD, so I'm very disorganized and stuff just kind of piles up. And I remember I was looking through my closet and I found this duffel bag and I thought, what is in there? And I opened up the duffel bag and in this duffel bag were all my old journals, old pictures. I mean, it was like a blast from my past. And one of the ways that I exercised and nourished the mental and and emotional side of myself when I first started my journey was through journaling. And I remember when I started journaling, I didn't want to do it. And I had a therapist who was like, you need to journal. It's going to help you. And I'm like, dude, journaling's for girls. I'm not going to journal. He's like, no, journaling is for people who want to feel better about who they are. So you're going to journal. I was like, oh, Whatever. So when I started, it was like simple sentences, and I had no idea how to start. Then all of a sudden, all these things started pouring out of me, and I would cry while I was journaling, and I would laugh while I was journaling, and all these emotions started to bubble up, and I realized that, you know, I used to fear that if I really got in touch with my emotions you know, cause I kept them bottled up for so long. If I got in touch with them, they were gonna all be overwhelming. And I was gonna be this bubbling mess of tears for like the rest of my life. I was gonna be a basket case. And I realized now that's not true. At the beginning, it was difficult and learning how to exercise my emotional self was really tough but journaling really helped that and music really helped that and going to therapy really helped that. So there were things that I did to exercise and nourish my emotional self so that I became stronger emotionally and journaling was a beautiful way. So I'm going through this duffel bag and I'm finding all of my old journals and I'm reading my entries and I wrote poems and I wrote songs and all these things and I forgot that I even did it. And there was this one journal entry I remember this, and, and it's so clear. I, I was reading this uh, journal entry about Madison. And I was writing, oh my God, I can't believe Madison broke up with me, and I'm so hurt, and I don't know why, and I'm never gonna find love again, and how could she do that to me? And I'm never gonna find anybody else. And as I'm reading this whole thing, I'm crying, and it's like, oh my God, I was so sad. And I finished reading it and then I thought, who's Madison? (laughs) I don't even remember what Madison looks like. I don't know what color hair she has. I don't know how tall she was. If she passed me on the street today, I would have no idea who she was. But back then I was so devastated. I was so hurt. And now I don't even remember what she looked like. In fact, to be totally honest, her name wasn't even Madison. I don't remember what her name was. Um, I could go back and look at the journal entry and find it again because I saved all those journals. But her name wasn't Madison, but I just said that because that was the first name that popped into my head. So careful when you think this is always going to be here. I'm always going to feel this hurt. It doesn't happen. You know, a, a year and a half ago before we left California to come here to Orlando, um, I had this really great job and the students loved me and my coworkers loved me and and I loved them and we were having such a good time. But I had a boss who was horribly dysfunctional and very out of touch with who he was and and how to run his department and he fired me and I was devastated and I thought, oh my God, how am I going to do this? What am I even supposed to be? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And my ego was hurt because one of my first thoughts was, what are people gonna think of me? And I realized after that, no, 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 be solid with your self-esteem. Okay, this was not a good fit, you know that. The students were awesome, the people you worked with, but having to work for him was really, really difficult. That was not a good spot for me. And because of that, We actually made this shift to come here to Orlando. And when I moved to Orlando, I wrote my book. And after I wrote my book, I started doing more speaking. And then I started doing my YouTube channel and my podcast. And I developed this new group of friends. And I got my little part-time Disney job. And I'm so happy. So if it wasn't for him being so dysfunctional and that horrible event happening, I wouldn't be here today. So that saying of when one door closes, another opens, I have found that to be true over and over and over. And the thing to not ever lose is hope. That's the key, to find hope that no matter what's going on, there's that one thing going on to be grateful for, that one thing going on to be thankful for and to feel some humility about. So when life is the whirlwind and the tornado of activity, look for that one thing. You know, I have a friend right now who's struggling and, and she's having a really rough time. There's a lot going on. And it's like, you know what? Find one thing to be grateful for. Go play with your grandkids for a day. Go take them shopping. Go take them for ice cream and just watch them laugh and watch them smile and feel that joy and feel that happiness and know that that feeling can grow. And all the other stuff going on, you know, I know people who've walked through some very, very difficult situations. And the trick is to keep walking, put one foot in front of the other, even though it seems like, how am I going to do this? And sometimes we do it with the support of others. You know, one of the ways we exercise our our mental, our emotional selves is by leaning on others when we're having a difficult time and letting them support us, family, friends, professionals, because they can help us through the tough times. So you're not alone. There are people out there who care, people about out there who are there for you, strangers and not. I remember I worked a hotline for a long time when I started to feel better about things, and I would get calls from people in the middle of the night. It would wake me up at 2 in the morning because the hotline went through my home phone. So I'd pick up the phone, yes, before cell phones, And I said, hey, hotline here, how can I help you? And I would talk to these people who were so scared and so desperate and felt hopeless. And that one seed of hope is what I was looking to plant. And I don't know if they ever got help after that or not. But I know that in that moment that I talked to them, they felt a little bit of hope. So that's what I want for you. So can self-esteem be changed? Absolutely by exercising and nourishing the four parts of self on a regular basis. We don't just do it once and forget about it. It has to be on a regular basis and we will feel better about who we are. We will feel better about what's going on. I also wanna keep you informed that at the urging of some friends and colleagues, um, I'm gonna be doing some local workshops. So my first one is coming up in April. As I have more details, it'll be on the website, randyspeaks.com, with location and dates and times and all that. Um, So keep informed there or in my next episode, I'll probably talk about it again. I'll probably have more information at my next episode so I can give it to you then. But on randyspeaks.com, I'll have some information there for you. So I wish you all the best on your journey. You know, just one foot in front of the other and anything is possible as long as we just get out of our own way. The solutions will happen when we're ready for them. So thank you for tuning in. I wish you all the best and I hope to have you see me or hear me again. Take care and you have a great week. Bye.